Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Great having you listen to us again as we're in through John, and we were in the middle of the third chapter, but uh, I think Max is going to tell you what how, how to see the rest of it, because we're going to jump to chapter four today for time's sake. So Max, if they want to pick up uh, verse 22 through 36, how do they do that? Yeah, we have a complete teaching of this on our website that I did uh, last year, and it even goes into more detail than we're able to get to here on the air. And so if you want to check that out, it is on our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. And it's under the media tab. Initially, you're going to see our sermons. And then if you scroll down, you're going to see that there is um, some classes. It's mostly the book of John. There is a few parables that are mixed in there. And then there's one apologetics class that I taught all last year. And so you can click through that and it will just be under John 3. And so go towards the start of that, of the archived uh, John series, and you'll be able to pick up in there. And we cover all verses 22 through 36 of chapter 3 in great detail. And so you can check it out there. Um, And it's, yeah, it's awesome. It's a cool resource. And I was really excited to put it together. I learned a whole lot. I think our church learned a whole lot. And man, it was just fun. And so we're going to hopefully continue to do that with other books of the Bible and stuff this coming year. And all of those things are going to continue to be available on our website. Right. And also, if, if you're not going to a church or you're staying away and you want you want to go watch a message hey we live stream at 9 30 and 11 and also you can see all our past messages online pastor allen and myself and max we all have messages on there you're welcome to go go uh look and uh, hopefully be blessed uh we're we're excited to be able to share on the air well i'm going to read through john 4 a, a lot of past a lot of scripture here today 26 verses so i'm going to read very quickly and so please uh take note Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So so he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town, Samaria, called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from journey, sat down at that well it was about noon. And just a side note, I've been to that very well. Oh, very just, cool. Yes. Yeah. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy some food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would give you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water from? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us a well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and the livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will, will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in the, them a spring of water welling up in eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands. The man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on the mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, the time is coming when you will worship the Father 
neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has come now when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And Jesus declared, I am the one speaking to you. I am he. Awesome. And so as we read this, uh, it says that, uh, Jesus was he was gaining more of a following, and so the Pharisees are going to start to be after him. So there's Jerusalem, and then we're talking about how there's Galilee up above. Also in this book, it's called the Sea of Tiberias, and so um, those are actually a little bit away from each other. And so as we kind of look at it, you have to go cut through Samaria, essentially. Jews would never cut through Samaria because of the Samaritans. See, we get a little bit, um, you know, I think uh, we can't quite understand the context of Samaritans until it's explained because we have the parable of the good Samaritan. So we just assume that they were good people. We also have, you know, organizations like Samaritan's Purse. Historically, the Jews hated the Samaritans. What ended up happening is you have to understand a little bit of um, of Old Testament kind of history. So Israel breaks into two nations, and so you have the northern tribes of Israel. There were ten tribes, and then you have the two tribes of Judah. And so it splits, um, you know, in they were supposed to be one nation that was following after God. They end up being split. And so it's just showing you how far from God that they actually were. Judah has it somewhat together at points in their history. They have a few righteous Kings, uh, but they most of the time just end up living in sin or contrary to God's plan. And so they end up getting uh, taken over by the Babylonians. That's later. First, the Northern tribes of Israel never have a righteous King and they get raided by the Assyrians. And it's all kind of lined out in the book of Micah. It talks about how they're going to come and they're going to get the entire North and they're going to get all the way into the heart of Jerusalem, but it will stop there. And then later on the rest of it will be, you know, condemned. And that was it, right? They had no, righteous kings, the northern tribes, so Assyria just takes them over. Judah has a few of them, so they survive a little bit longer, but then eventually the Babylonians come in. And so the Assyrians came in and they intermarried with the Jewish people during that time. Um, it's kind of interesting, a little bit of history during that time. You can go read Second Kings chapter 5. That's Naaman. He was one of the generals uh, of the Assyrian raid, and he ends up getting leprosy. And you see this picture of mercy because he has this little slave girl. She's not named in there, uh, but she ends up showing him mercy and getting him over to the prophet to be healed. And so yeah, that's an interesting story to kind of look at the history of during that time and see how God was working. Uh, but it was a crazy time in Israel's history. So, um yeah, that's what's kind of going on. And as Israel is kind of continuing onward or whatever with uh, with their day-to-day, uh, they end up intermarrying with these people, and that's what the Samaritans are. So the Samaritans are intermarried Jewish people with uh, Assyrians, which was a huge no-no because the Jewish people were God's chosen people. So they were supposed to stay pure and not intermarry, and yet they intermarried with the Assyrians. They were left over. So they have this kind of vague sense that they're Jewish, but the Jewish people don't like them, so they go and worship at a different area, and they have this well that they're very proud of, and that's where Jesus meets this lady. In no way, shape, or form should he be in Samaria. Not at all. 
right? Like, and, and even when his disciples come back, they're stunned. They're like, what are you doing, right? And uh, they're like, what is going on here? And Jesus starts talking to her and has this conversation uh, with her at this well. And if we notice, the time is, uh, is noted here. It says the sixth hour, that would have been about noon. And so the sixth hour, about noon, in the Middle East, probably not the greatest time to go get water. This lady was a severe outcast if she's not going with the rest of the women to the well. Getting the water was, you know, a woman's task. And they, it was honestly a social hour. They would all go at one time. She's not there during the social hour, which shows us that she's an outcast. Reason yeah. why. She's had five husbands well, and is now shacking up with some dude that isn't yeah. her husband. And Jesus then just condemns that. That's so. one of my favorite lines in the whole Bible. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's in the King James's. Sir, I per- perceive that you're a prophet. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it tells you exactly what your life is, <laughs> is about. Caught her in her sin. And yeah. says, you know, and so, but her life changed. Yeah, yeah. And that's the the awesome part about this is when we look at it and we're looking at this story is that Jesus ties in and he, and he reveals to her spiritual truth based off of something that she would have known. And that's what's awesome about Jesus' teaching is that when we look at it, I mean, that's still what, what we do today is we try to find a funny story or something that's happened in our life to to bring it back to, to Scripture and show a spiritual truth. Jesus did that all the time, whether he's talking in parables or whether he goes, hey, here's this well. It gives you some water, but if you drink from my well, talking about salvation, if you have salvation in me, you never thirst again. You don't desire, um, again, you know, these things that you're stuck in. I can come and set you free, right? It's kind of like a picture book. I mean, yeah. When, he, when he's telling these things, their story, what he's saying is these things so people can relate. Yeah. So people can see in their own minds. Because sometimes we get so theological in our own minds that we people don't understand us. I've listened to some pastors that I couldn't even mm-hmm. tell you what they said, you know, yeah. type thing. And I, I, one thing I've always tried to be is very real. Mm-hmm. And very honest and very straight, so people could understand God's truth. Yeah. And Max, I know you explain things very well, so people can understand it. And that's so vital if we're going to know the Word of God and know His truth mm-hmm. that we need to understand what's being said. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, that was kind of always one of my my favorite things. Is I had a professor, and uh, he was he was just an awesome man of God, knew the Word of God like no other, and he was a scientist as well. And he said it was so funny to see how anytime that he would explain science, right? He said scientists would get mad because he made it too simple. And he said, now he's discovering that in the realm of theology. You can't explain theology too simple because then theologians get mad. But he's like, in reality, it's simple. Jesus doesn't come in here, give her a five-point sermon, and then, you know, uh, or whatever, and and say, hey, this is, you know, our hermeneutics and our homiletics, and this is uh, our apologetics and all this stuff that we learn in Bible college. That's all great stuff. I love that I got to learn that. But this person who's at the well, he says, here's the reality of who I am. And then she becomes an evangelist. She goes and she says, here's this guy who told me everything I ever did and and it's funny because she's even wrestling with it as she's talking she says we know that someone's going to come and he's going to tell us all these things and Jesus like yeah I'm here I'm standing here that's me the one you read about in the Old Testament been here the entire time like we've already established so yeah it's pretty pretty funny portion of scripture we can get more into it tomorrow well it's a yeah it's a great time and and tomorrow folks I'm going to introduce the scripture uh, um, and then I'm going to have to leave and I'm going to let Max uh, take it to the completion so just so you know that ahead of time. But uh, I'm glad you're listening today. And it's, Max, thanks for being with us. Yeah, most definitely. It's so in, insightful having you here and you share so well. Lord bless all of you. May you serve him with everything you have. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.